In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today's gospel lesson is part two of the two-part healing stories that Mark uses to open up his gospel message, Jesus' public ministry. Last week, we heard about someone being healed of a demon, right? That exorcism, casting out that demon at the synagogue. And then today, we hear the story of how Jesus returns to the home of Simon's mother-in-law, where she is sick with a fever, and he heals her too, and continues to heal lots of other people. This is the way Mark opens up his gospel. It's important that Mark gives us these healing stories as a means of showing us what it is that Jesus has come to do. And while I was preparing this sermon, I found a quote from Mark Twain that I thought was good. There are two kinds of people in the world, those who classify the world into two kinds of people and those who don't. (laughs) And it reminds me of a t-shirt that I saw earlier this week as well (laughs) that said, There are three kinds of people in the world, those who can do math and those who can't. (laughs) That was great. And the reason I say that is because in this gospel lesson today, we really have an example of two kinds of people, right? That's really what Mark is holding up in today's gospel lesson. And those two kinds of people are people who either approach Jesus as needing care and those who perhaps give care, those who need help, and those who can help. And it's those two kinds of people that Mark holds up for us to consider in today's gospel lesson. Now, of course, we can be both of those kinds of people, right? Sometimes we can give care, and sometimes we need care, and sometimes we can give help, and sometimes we need help, and perhaps just this week, we've been both many times. But Mark holds up this story as a way of perhaps approaching how we live our lives. What if we woke up every day taking stock of which side of the spectrum we were on? Whether today we really need some help or today we actually could give some help. What if we came to church every Sunday and we considered whether we could care for someone today or whether today we really need someone to care for us. Now let's jump right back into the story. Two notes about the story where Jesus heals Simon's mother-in-law. First, I want to just note our little Bible study for the day. Simon becomes Peter, right? Don't want to assume that we all know that, right? So if you might be looking at that thinking, who is this Simon person? Simon becomes Peter, is renamed Peter, and upon that rock, Jesus builds his church. All right, that's who this guy is. The second note is that poor Simon's mother-in-law is never given a name, and I kind of feel like she deserves a name, and so I decided I'm going to call her Fran this morning. (laughs) So Jesus goes over to Fran's house, and she is sick. And the disciples tell Jesus that Fran has been sick for a while, and Jesus takes her by the hand and lifts her up and heals her, and then she begins to serve them all, right? Scripture says, the fever left her, and she began to serve them. Now, if we aren't careful, 
We might just gloss over this moment with some kind of gross assumption about how this is her house and she's the woman of the house and so she just takes care of everybody who comes into the house. I do not think that is what Mark means here. Instead, there's something much better. Because you see, Jesus came to her when she needed help, when she needed care, and he healed her. And in response to that healing, she immediately gets up and serves those around her. In other words, Jesus comes to take care of her, and once she has received that care, she immediately jumps up to try and take care of everyone else around her. Now, I note that about this passage because Fran is the only person in this whole story that responds that way. If we look at this story as a very long day of Jesus healing lots of people, she is the only person who turns and begins taking care of others. Let's consider this one whole day in Jesus' life. Going back to last week, Jesus shows up at the synagogue And when he's at the synagogue praying, presumably, a man shows up with a demon and he casts out that demon. And then he goes over to Fran's house and she's sick. And so he heals her. And then, Scripture says, that evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons." That's one day. That's a long, hard day of work. And then the next thing that they say is that Jesus wakes up in the morning and it's still very dark. So this is early. And he needs a break. He needs to recharge. And so he goes off to find a little space where he can just pray by himself. And then what do the disciples do? These people who have seen him heal all day, heard him teaching along with the healing, they go find him and lay on the guilt. Where are you? Everyone is looking for you. Everyone needs from you. There's a sharp contrast here between Fran and the disciples. She, who has not seen much of Jesus, receives that healing touch and immediately starts to try and heal others, to care and help others. And yet these disciples, perhaps many, many more than the disciples, have seen Jesus heal over and over again. They have likely received that care and help and healing from Christ himself. And yet what do they do? Expect him to do more. Now, if we're honest, how many of us are more often like the disciples than like Fran? How many of us expect someone else to help those in need rather than jumping in and helping ourselves? How often do we see the need around us, the people around us, social systems around us, whole communities around us who need help, and we may genuinely want that they receive help, I mean, we're too busy, right? We're too stressed. We're too tired to answer the call of Christ ourselves. And so we expect someone else to help in our name. Last week and this week, we hear healing stories of Christ 
we know that there are so many more stories of Jesus healing others. But these stories are not just a promise of what we can receive, but a call to us of what we are to do. We are here today to be healed by Christ, to lay down our pain and our worry and our stress at the foot of the cross. Not just to be healed physically, but to be healed in our hearts and in our spirits. And then to answer that healing call of Christ to all of those around us. That healing does not stop with us because we become the healing power of Christ in the world, the hope and the healing that the world needs. You see, these healing stories of Christ, they're fascinating and they're powerful, but they are also meant to be inspirational to us. Christ heals us so that we can answer the call to hear and heal all those in our world. That power of Christ comes into us so that we can bear that power out into the world. Now, we may come to this church today or other days for our sake, but we are to leave this church for the sake of the world. May we continue to come to Christ, looking for that healing, knowing that Jesus wants to help us, knowing that Jesus will be here to give us the care and the healing touch that we need, but that it does not stop there. I hope that we never think that it's all about us, but instead, once we feel that healing power of Christ, we are able to answer the call of Christ to take that healing power out to the world. Amen.